0: Hello and welcome to Running Inside Out Podcast, where we talk about the races we ran in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester running scene. In this episode, lock up your hummus, lock up your rice, lock up your sensibilities and run for your life. Mike Weldon is back in town and... Uh, you know, the rest. Uh, he's not messing around because he's, t- well, never mind. Point is, Mike Freakin Weldon is back, and he's got a bowl of oatmeal with him. So between mouthfuls of oatmeal, uh, Mike Weldon recounts his long, torturous path to the Laurel Highlands 70-mile race this past June. From a high-octane skiing accident in Canada to breaking into the track at a maximum-security all-girls school, Mike's penchant for the unconventional and utterly ridiculous really makes for a gripping story. It's not all jokes, though. Throughout the episode, Mike also shares his experience with a new coach, reworking his race mentality, and a raw, honest look at the ultra-running experience. Once again, you can't edit him, you can only hope to contain him. So, a quick warning that there is a bit of language in this episode. So, apologies to those with sensitive ears. But, if you don't mind a few swears here and there, you'll get yourself a good story. Oh, and that uh, excellent synopsis you just heard? You know, um between mouthfuls of oatmeal and skiing accidents and not all jokes. Yeah, that? Um, I didn't write that. I mean... I came up with the uh, bad ACDC lyrics thing at the beginning. But everything else, that's a product of Mr. Jeff Green of Jeffco Enterprises or Jeffco Industries. Uh, Actually, maybe it's just Jeffco. Uh, You know, him, the uh, he of the creative beer miles, the Wegmans marathons, the diner crawls. Yes, the very same Jeff. He will be uh, he's now officially part of the uh, behind the scenes of this podcast. He'll be helping out with some of the post-production stuff like, you know, show notes and what else? Who knows what else? I don't know what else. Uh, this is an absolute huge help to me. And I can't even tell you. Um, I mean, you'll you'll hear like part of it in, the, in later, but I can't even tell you how psyched I am to see where this uh, new partnership goes. So thanks, Jeff. Oh, and uh, those show notes that Jeff wrote, they can be found at com slash zero five two. And with that, let's get into the trails, training, food, friends, and yes, even feelings of runners just like you. Did you run today?
1: I ran three miles. That's That's solid, dude. 3.4 Three three point four or something. Yeah. I've been running ran twice yesterday. Uh had a amazing run yesterday morning at like five thirty. Try on. <clears throat> um, fucking rolled my ankle again. That was sweet. that's a thing. Yeah, I had one really bad one during uh, Laurel that I think was maybe like the the worst one I've ever had or well, no, before Oil Creek was, but it was similar. <clears throat> it was like mile 16 and I ran I, I limped for maybe a mile. And I was like, "Oh, I'm done." wrap it up. And then, uh, started to feel better, which I'm, I think, starting to learn that if I just run through those things, they feel better. Yeah. Uh, attributing at least dur- during the run.
0: Uh, <laughs> Are you attributing this and, to your adamantium? And then,
1: or? Yeah. that My, my EPO, my, my dope. Um, yeah. How was the levels? Are we good?
0: Pretty good. I mean, you got your Mike Weldon whisper going. Did we
1: do... Uh, <clears throat> dude, don't put that thing down my throat. That...
0: <laughs> no, I just I'm going to turn it up for your your Mike Weldon whisper.
1: Okay. I was about to go get a uh, plate from Dogtown or yeah. a burrito, but I'm like, just leaving for Seattle on Sunday and then Portland, and I just don't want to get there and be be obtuse, so I can't... Like I want to it's be obese. To, it's obese. Obese. <laughs> Ob- <obtuse laughs> You're always going to be obtuse. That's an applicable word, right?
0: <laughs> You're always going to be obtuse.
1: I don't want to offend anybody. I just, uh yeah, I want to be able to run while I'm there, and I felt really good running at my nice know, my new slender figure. Uh So,
0: what do you what do you got there in that bowl? You got so some this dates. is
1: some this is uh, rolled oats with. Um, I know these steel cut oats with blueberries, raspberries. I cut up a few dates. threw a banana in there, some walnuts, flaxseed, chia seed. I saw uh, some coconut. Coconut in there. flakes, coconut oil. I'm completely out of coconut milk. Um, and some a little bit of salt.
0: I think your fridge is louder than you at this point. As
1: I've we could uh, we could move into the other room or out into the street. <laughs>
0: and There's two girls having a party in a kiddie pool down at the end of the road. You can go hang out with them. No, it's just it's a motor, dude. It's keeping it your Can't be
1: going. like that all the time. I had a fridge from nineteen seventy four until that uh-huh. until I got this one and it never hemmed.
0: Maybe you got a little it was
1: whisper quiet.
0: Maybe you got like a plastic thing on there. the
1: guy's sears and rip me off. <laughs> Hold on. I'm just going to bite of this. That's what I need to do now that it's 100 degrees out is eat. <laughs> <I gotta laughs> typing mean. hot bullet oatmeal. <laughs> uh,
0: so, how do you want to start? What do you want to do? I think we should talk about training up to it because I think you did some different stuff this time. And I think that'd be, yeah.
1: you know. i will talk about hiring a coach.
0: Yeah. I think hiring a coach is. Some of my some of my best runs came after I hired a coach. Some of my worst runs came after I stopped having a coach.
1: Yeah, so I, um, I got in the laurel because you guys did, and then <laughs> I, I uh,
0: wait, uh, so you you were already going to get into Well, I was going to go
1: because we had talked about it, mm-hmm. and I kind of I don't know if I want I wanted a a, a golden ticket, but ironically, like. And never occurred to me between signing up and finishing the race, really, that I was getting a ticket. Right, a lottery, or too, not a right? golden ticket, a lottery ticket. Yeah, fucking golden ticket. Well, yeah, I got some work to do for that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, like I that pops into my head periodically. Um,
0: well, because you had I, a ticket for Burning River.
1: I had a ticket, and then Burning I Burning River obviously didn't get in, and then I lost. My ticket from not finishing Oil Creek.
0: Right. So twenty twenty fifteen, you had a ticket yeah. for Burning River. Twenty sixteen, you meant to get more tickets. Yeah. Had an, I, had an ankle thing. I Burn-
1: adopted like a Boston approach. Like I don't want to do your stupid race, anyways. So I was just like, whatever. And then the Laurel thing started kicking around because I, I don't really know how badly I want to run a hundred miles unless it's Western states. I.
0: You've I always am like, oh, I do want to do that. And right.
1: I, I remembered that at like mile 60 of Laurel being like, this is a really good reminder of why I don't want to go run a hundred miler. Um, but yeah, so everybody was like, Oh, we're doing Laurel. And I had to, I missed sending in my application and before it filled up, cause I was pumping some funds into a charity for like Christmas for inner city kids. Uh, Go figure. So I emailed Rick Freeman and was like, hey, buddy. Right. I missed the, the registration because I was doing this. And he's like, oh, cool, you're in. And I was like, oh, cool, thanks. Here's, take my money. Here's um, 175 bucks." Yeah. Uh, and I was like, man, last year really sucked for running. I ran Twisted Branch and the time it takes slow people to run, like, a hundred miles. I don't know about that. and then <clears throat> I, uh, I think I, I started showing up to races more more drunk than I did sober um, pretty frequently. and I was like, I'm just gonna like have some accountability. I'm gonna find someone that will you know lay things out for me and have an expectation, and I'm going to pay them for it so that you know I feel mm-hmm. like hey if I don't do this. I'm throwing my money away. Yeah. So I found a a really good friend of mine and and Natalie's uh, Dick Dick Vincent. He's a longtime coach. Um, lives in the Catskills. Uh, we visit his place quite a bit. He's done Laurel a couple times. He finished third there in '96. Um, yeah, just pump that thing closer to me <laughs> and project my voice over the appliances in my kitchen. You're fine. Um,
0: People have grown to appreciate the air and these recordings.
1: You've got to turn their car stereo up all the way. (laughs) They
0: appreciate the oatmeal.
1: Don't blow a fucking speaker out because I'm chewing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and Dick was like, you know, fuck yeah, let's do it. So we started January 1st. Uh, I stayed there on on New Year's Eve. We woke up, went and did this really sweet hike, Uh, finished we stopped on like a ledge overlooking a valley somewhere in in the cat near his house near Palinville and, uh, watched fireworks in like three different towns. It was sweet. Next day we're, you know, he, he's all about driving around while people run. So he'd like drop me off at a hill. I'd run up it. Um, he'd pick me up at the top and drive me to the next one, which is really unique. Cause it's kind of cool doing a hill, hill workout and not having to run back down. No downhills. Like no downhills. That's great. Um, and then did a lot of like uh faster work to get out of like right out of the gate had to get some of the rust off I as i think I was hitting intervals at like five you know mile or uh kilometer um intervals at like five five thirty five five forty pace and uh Starting to feel pretty good through January. Um,
0: so, when you started with him, did did you go through the whole like, what are your goals? What do you plan on doing? Yeah, we really like
1: laurels. Laurels the goal. Uh, Syracuse half was like the first race of the season that mattered, uh, and then Breakneck um, was a, a good race between. That and Laurel to, like, kind of get back into mm-hmm. trail mode.
0: So how did he work? Did he give you daily plans, weekly plans? Well, it was
1: weekly. Uh, we'd do a week at a time. Sometimes he'd, like, throw out a couple weeks at a time. It was really pretty, mm-hmm. you know, the the way that I live mm-hmm. my life, which is, like, here's this. <laughs> Just trying it. to live you my know, life day to if day. If this doesn't work, let's find something else to do. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so January went really well. And Natalie was like, Natalie's really into to ski mountaineering, uh, skiing in general, and she's like, oh, let's try this. This will be a good time. So borrowed Tim Howland's uh, backcountry setup. Did, went up Hunter in the Catskills, came down it, uh, survived, fell a couple times. I, um, you know, I lived through it all. February second we went up to Tremblant for the uh you know, the Thompson family ski trip. So like yeah, I can do this, whatever. Borrowed some, some <laughs> downhill skis, like proper downhill skis from her brother's, who's like six three, so they were a little bit long. Um, I was like a prodigy. It was awesome. Uh killing it. First day, just you know, crushing the hardest slopes there, get a little fatigued by the end of the day, go out that night, hit. This amazing, I think it ended up being like ten mile run uh, through through the surrounding area, and it was it was the coldest shit I've ever run in my life. It was uh, like I was kind of starting to get nervous um, for my, for my safety. My beard just <laughs> there's like the the prototypical like frozen beard thing that people get when they run, and yeah. this was like it wasn't fair. It, just, it hurt <laughs> so bad. It hurt when I was thawing. Uh, and then we go out day two and we're on the mountain, feeling pretty good. Stop for like snacks around 4 p.m. And I, I eat, I don't know what I ate, something shitty. I ate like french fries or something. Got a little sluggish. Uh, head back out to the hill. There was this like super narrow part on this black diamond. Um, which they told me was like black diamonds are the hardest. Yeah, but the yeah fuck what I know? That's yeah. the
0: conventional wisdom. Yeah,
1: so there's this like little chute that you go down on this one, and it's just super narrow, and you very very uh, steep slope. And earlier in the day, I think I hit it pretty well. I didn't fall. I didn't. Ha- I can't say I had much control over myself, but I made it down. And uh, the second time wasn't so good. I I remember thinking like, oh, I'm definitely gonna crash. And then suddenly I'm, like, in a tree, pretzeled. Got, like, it was a pine tree. Uh, there was a branch that, very thick branch that I broke on my skull. And the part that was still, like, the nub that was attached to the uh, the tree was, like, digging into the back of my head when I came to. Um, and my fucking spine, man. My spine, my hip, really all of it was bad. Uh, so I didn't ski, like, the next day again, uh, I I I couldn't stand up. Yeah. I'd be like trying to on the way home. We tried to, we'd stop to like go to the bathroom and I'd get out of the van and I'd like start walking into the gas station or whatever and just collapse in the parking lot. And I was like, fuck sweet. This is like serious spinal shit here. Yeah. Uh, so kind of like stopped thinking about Laurel for a minute, stopped thinking about Syracuse and really stopped thinking about running. Uh,
0: well, I mean, this is an episode of skiing inside out with yeah, Mike Baldwin. So. Yeah, so,
1: so I found a – I was like, Sh- I'll, you know, I'm in a lot of pain. I was actually, like, suffering. I couldn't lie down. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't walk. Right, you're you know, messed
0: up. I, I mean, that's trauma.
1: You know, I can't not go to work because I got to – you know, I'm trying to get paid here. And uh, so I went to see this massage therapist that specializes in – or she used to work in Utah – and professional skiers were her like forte. Uh Kate McCarthy, she's fucking awesome. And saw her maybe 3 days after the whole thing happened. It was it was really helpful. Uh I tried to run maybe once after that. Um and uh it it was bad. I think I ran like 2 miles and like started to feel numbness like from my shoulder all the way down to my foot. I was like, oh, this is, you know, it, it wasn't kinda, like kinda Christopher serious. Reeve level shit, but I was, I was in a bad way. So you oh, fell off a horse. Yeah. So.
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't go horseback riding <laughs> is I guess the lesson here.
1: Yeah. So I, uh, stopped running for another week or so. So now it's like mid February and, and you got, you got Syracuse, coming got up. Syracuse in a month. Um, so I'm like, you know, don't even worry about Syracuse. I don't give a shit. My objective had been to to PR run like a one eighteen. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure I could have done that had I trained, been able to train for it. Uh, but yeah, running was hadn't been going well. I started being able to run again like three weeks later, and then. So it was, like, two days after I was, like, comfortably able to run again, got news that my brother died and was like, well, uh, running isn't really important anymore at all. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of, as like a, I think a coping mechanism. Um, went to the Adirondacks. There was, like, a MPF party going on, a, a weekend getaway. I was like, I got to get get out of Rochester and, you know, I i live in the house that he built and it's, mm-hmm. it was super fucking hard to be around here. And, uh, so I went up to the decks and Jan Wilford, we were at his house and he's like, oh shit, what size do you wear? And I was like, 10 and a half. He's like, perfect. You can borrow my race setup. We're going up whiteface tomorrow. And I was like, perfect. Uh, <laughs> what could go wrong? Um, so we get up white face. I felt, I felt pretty strong going up it, all things considered. And then when you come down it, you like turn around. We went in a little, like building at the top and, you know, cooled off, warmed up, whatever, uh, changed some layers around. It was super cloudy. And, uh, they're like, Oh yeah. So we we come out and then we just drop down that thing to the left. And, uh, and I was like, I can't even see down at there. I can't see 10 feet in front of my face. And Natalie was like, fuck yeah. And just like dropped She's off, gone. disappeared, like literally like into the cloud, just disappeared. Jan was like, well, I got to get home to uh, get, cause we're going to the snowshoe thing. And he's like, I'm going to, I want to get some things done before I go to that. So he drops off. Then Natalie's brother had a snowboard and, uh, He was like, yeah, this is really scary. And he goes, and I was like, I think traumatized from Tremblant. So I I mentally could not make myself turn to the left, which makes it really hard to do anything. Uh, So I'd like start going backwards when I would get to the the right side of the slope. And uh, picked up a little too much speed and tried to turn real hard. Uh, Super icy day. Long story short, uh, the tip of the ski got stuck in the snow, and I did, like, a full uh, revolution around my knee, like, it inside out. <laughs> it was, and I was like, cool, everything just tore. Uh, there's a,
0: you're laying in the top of my face right, now. We
1: alone in a cloud. <laughs> uh, pretty much, I sat there for a minute, and then I, like, kind of sat on my skis, or on his skis, and just kind of, like, you know, I made my way down, Uh, took a long time, was very painful, Um, I was really worried about it, my knee swelled up quite a bit, but it was, you know, with all the shit that had gone on, I was like, you know, I don't really care about anything, Uh, the next morning, they're like, "Uh, we're going up Cascade, I think it was Cascade, I was like, fuck yeah, let's go, Um, so uh, we went with a small group. It was, I think, Ben, nephew, and Lipsy, and Natalie, and Elizabeth, and a few other people. Uh, Cascade
0: Cascade's all right in the winter. It was awesome. It's it was, a it's a it's a really nice, achievable winter felt very hike. Very
1: safe. I had one crampon or one uh, micro spike. Uh, the other one had broken, so I was like. <laughs> So I put that on the, the knee injured side, and then that broke. So I was like, "Whatever." Uh,
0: winter winter sports inside out.
1: Yeah, and I don't think I don't think Lipsy had micro spikes on, but he we went out like ahead of the group, and he just fucking vanished up the mountain. Uh, I think he might have had shoes on that had like little. Studs on them or some the,
0: shit. The the Ben nephew. O, the ben, ben nephew O-racks.
1: Ben had those on and they seem to work really well. Yeah, and I can't remember what Matt had on, but he I,
0: fucking, they're innovate O-racks. They're just, actually not <laughs> Ben nephew O-racks, but they might as well. They be. might as
1: well be. <laughs> uh, ben nephew would be why I would wear Innovates anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Matt goes up. I follow. I get up. We start coming down, and uh, I just bombed it, dude. It was so like, great to, you know, I, at the time I was like, I don't give a shit if I like do a face land or a rock and just die. So
0: you had snow up there though, at that point, it was amazing.
1: Right? Yeah. yeah. The snow was cascade like is my favorite. Most runnable snow I've ever yep. been on. I uh, love
0: cascade for that.
1: So yeah, we would like take that downhill really hard. Felt really good. Uh, I got home and it was like, I don't know, it was like some rust had come off or something. Like you, you like,
0: fixed everything by just breaking yourself and not caring. Reckless. Yeah, yeah. I
1: got them. I did fall once and when I got up the micro spike that I had on, it like came off my foot and it got stuck in my hair. it
0: was going to say something <laughs> had to, I know.
1: Yeah. And I was like running and I was like, man, that feels heavy. And I like pull and I was like, like really wedged in there pretty good. And, uh, I was like, dude, this things. Yeah. I, whatever. Fuck. Um, so yeah, the, like once I got back, I was like, shit, I, you know, I kind of want to run again. I didn't do anything crazy. Uh, Syracuse showed up very quickly. Um, I did manage to, for the first time in, since like 2015, I managed to get my weight down from like 160 down to, I think I was probably one between 135 and 140 um, when I went to Syracuse with like literally no, no training to speak of. And ran, at, I think, 121. Which was, it was good. It's not like a typical, it's not a PR course by any means. Really good weather, which was not, not I mean, and by good, I mean, yeah, not a little. It wasn't a blizzard. It, yeah, no, there was no snow, which yeah, was which great. I great mean, for sure. It was windy and kind of rainy and cold, but uh, nobody was sliding around on the ice. Mm. Um, so that was cool. And after that, uh, started to feel good again. Um, so then we had breakneck, we should probably, like, get to laurel at some well, I'm point lettin', i'm letting i'm letting you get it out we'll just quick. yeah so fast forward uh so
0: you you came out of syracuse no problems
1: no problem no injury. i, mean, I had this like ankle thing that's recurring from back in my basketball days oh uh, yeah when, when I, I used to run yeah. when i used to you know
0: basketball days before ball, before dunk, you were before you were a ski mountaineer
1: before i was into schemo <laughs> Turn up the slopes
0: you were tearing up the tarmac
1: yeah, come down here and shred everybody at Cobb's.
0: So, um, but but after Syracuse, you're like, okay, I can, uh, life's not over, right? Life's not I, over. Right. So, and so you call Dick up and you're like, hey, I'm running again.
1: Well, Dick had been still like, yeah, sending me things like, do these if you want. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the thing that was great about Dick was with everything that had happened with my brother, he was very much like more focused on uh, my emotional well-being than he was on my running he's like i don't really give a shit about your running let's get through yeah this stuff and then we'll get to the next stuff
0: but but he was there like you're running and he's like,
1: yeah he's still giving me workouts he's still like you know do them do them if not fucking you know there's obviously more important things in life um so i started doing things again Uh, i think went down to dick's house did did a couple peeks down there did Springle Track, uh, I think Maybe that was after break. I can't get this shit straight in my head um, That might have been after Breakneck At any rate Breakneck was awesome uh, And I'd never really done a race like that before So I was totally Just stoked to A. finish it and B. Like remain competitive Through you know the first uh, 26 miles of it or whatever Um, and then, you know, I didn't, certainly didn't finish strong, but it was a learning process. I, I tried to eat more than I usually do during a race and, uh, was able to, to kind of, I don't know, stay in it a little bit longer, I think. Um, so I learned a lot there, finished, I don't know, 10th maybe.
0: But all the, all the weight loss, you're definitely, you were changing your diet the whole time, right? Mm -hmm. I mean.
1: I was on point all year. Uh, It was really good. And I stopped, like, I just stopped putting myself in situations where I could be a complete alcoholic. Um, I wasn't around uh, drinking a lot. Um, Band stuff slowed down quite a bit. Uh, Very few shows. Um, Wasn't really going out much and wasn't... I'd gotten away from buying... I used to get out of work and, like, I'd buy a six-pack, drink one, go do my run, come home and drink the other five, and then maybe go buy another one and drink one and pass out. And then, like, yeah, that was a couple of years of my life. Um, And got away from that and, uh, you know, dropped 20, 20 pounds, a little more. Uh,
0: and you changed to eating oatmeal and fruit for dinner?
1: Instead of beer, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Different carbs.
1: I carb up all day every day. <laughs> but carb life trying to cut back on my my liquid calories. Uh, yeah, and if I could just make a oatmeal burrito, no. I
0: don't see why you couldn't. You uh, can could roll those oats out.
1: I could, I mean. Yeah, for another day. Yeah. Uh, so, um,
0: so breakneck. You you again. You like you. That's running mountains. That's, yeah, it was that's it was pretty cool. That
1: was like the first time I'd ever had to like scramble up anything or climb yeah. any rocks. And there's the
0: ledges place, and there's rest. like you know. It
1: was fun yeah um, and I you know I held on for dear life there was an aid station where people were like one of I think the second to last aid station someone was like you know, six miles to the next aid station so I was like fuck yeah pounded a bunch of water filled my bottle up and uh, took off very controlled I was still running really strong at the time maybe like fifth place um, and, uh, as mile six approached, I was like, cool, aid's coming up down to my water. So I got to mile seven and I think mile eight and there still wasn't an aid station. And by then I'm like, you know, I'm like standing still on the trail. Like it was, I don't even remember if it was hot out. I was just, uh, in a bad way, but that happened to everybody in the race. So I can't be like, you know, all oh, this happened to me and I, you know, I got smoked by three people late, five people late in the game. Because we were all, like everybody out there dealt with that. And that was, um, you know, really tough. Uh, I think I rolled into the last aid station and Dick was actually volunteering at it. And there was like a tray of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And I think I swallowed like a bunch of them whole. Uh, <laughs> and as though they were like pills of some sort. And he was just looking at me funny. And then I I drank some Coke, which I don't typically do. Yeah, that's just, not your yeah, not, not not thing not my thing at day. all. So I just started drinking. Like you know, I love trying new things in the middle of a race.
0: Well, you know what? Sometimes, but but what do we tell people when they roll into an aid station? Like, look and do what your body tells you. Right. Yeah. Eat what looks good because your body knows.
1: Yeah, my so, body was telling me to stop running. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna so instead. <laughs> you're like, I'm, <laughs> gonna, cool.
0: I'm gonna bang you back
1: with this Coke. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh ran it in, good finish, good, good after party, like everything Ian does is yeah,
0: is Ian golden knows how to, knows how to throw an after party
1: yeah, he's the best uh, and then after that it was what was that april mid April so then I think springle track was after that um Mike Sudi's race done the Catskills, which yeah. is fucking awesome too., uh, he just pretty much hands you a piece of paper and he's like, these are your directions, figure it out." Start when you want. We're all trying to finish it this time. And, uh, oh, cool. Gambit came. Gambit, that was his first, like, I think it was 21 miles. Um, that's so a big haul for you. It's a big haul for a nine year old dog. He was, uh, he took it like a G. He was really, uh, he was with us the whole time. Um, I'm not entirely sure he'd want to do it again. But, <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, that was sweet. That was, um, and another ankle tweaker in there. I guess I can. You can just assume that like every time I go and run, uh, you know, and there's right. a rock or a root That's somewhere, i to fuck my ankle up. Yeah,
0: I mean, but like you said, you just run right through that.
1: That's right. You got. You just gotta run it off.
0: Have you ever even been on trails before? It's like
1: yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, and then a month to May. Well,
0: so yeah, anyway. so um let's let's shift the spotlight to laurel but still i mean so april and may you're you're in your last two training blocks so what kind of things does dick have you doing leading up your last two training blocks when you're like hey i want to run top 10 sub 14 in a 70 mile race what what does he have you doing
1: long runs were typically a mixture of running and hiking uh, i'd be like like the the longest thing i did was I actually snuck the Tom B. 52K in there Yep, without telling Dick. Oh. And then I told Dick, and he was like, so, didn't really know you were going to do that. And I Should was there? like, I uh, thought I mentioned it at some point. Yeah, I
0: must, I must have. Uh, like, whatever.
1: I, my schedule I mean, there's five a, hours. I was slow as shit that day, so it took me about five hours. But Tom
0: B's not, I mean, there's that big climb at the start of the loop.
1: Yeah, there's a big climb, and, but it's uh,
0: not a rugged trail, and and even you probably can't get lost on that. I mean, there's two turns that you could go. That's wrong.
1: the most well marked course I've ever done yeah. on in my life. It was easier than Laurel, and Laurel was like a yeah. straight fucking. There's line
0: only that turn. turn before you come down to the loop. Yeah, because it's such a pretty track that goes away from the race course that you could you could just run on that. But yeah. I mean it's an it's a nice little loop, and it, it's not too rugged, so I think that was that was probably okay.
1: Yeah, and I uh, I showed up and I was like, well, I'm not. You know, Dick had said like this long stuff, don't do it hard, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, hard for me to show up to a race mm-hmm. and just kind of beg. Well, it.
0: and so Tomby's in Ithaca yes. and it's thirteen twenty six or fifty two k.
1: Yes. Yeah. You know, so know, was it three four loops? I think it was four.
0: Yeah, loops. four
1: loops. Fucking Scotty goes off, like takes the first first climb at like you know four minute pace three, maybe, and um, kind of, like, looked at back at me, like, come on, dude. And I was like, yeah, three, three minute I'm mile right there pace. with you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got this.
0: Uh, well, Scotty's Jacobs has been kind of on a little yeah, bit of a Yeah, he's
1: on a rampage. Uh, so, yeah, he turned into the trail, and I just started walking. I was like, fuck this. Uh, i just going to hang on a second. <laughs> and, uh, Get out of his eyesight. Yeah. He, <laughs> I think he, like, I think he almost set a course record, and it was, it was not – a pretty day at all it was like by the end of the course the whole course was like a slip and slide it was a mess uh so he, yeah he had an amazing run that day um
0: you rocking those sportiva uh, caches i don't
1: know what that was yeah they weren't doing it for me mm-hmm. i was like fucking oh. moonwalking <laughs> on the uh <laughs> and yeah so he killed it i've uh, 456 i think i finished and uh Pete, Pete Kressak comes in like 57 seconds later I turn yeah. around and he's like what are you doing and he's like oh when are you in like 10 minutes ago I was like dude I'm like still breathing heavy <laughs> uh, so he had a really good day too yeah um and uh yeah then the next week was like my my long long effort uh just like the longest thing I was to do for Laurel knows eight hours of running and hiking, so I went out and I did just an out and back from the start of the Twisted Branch course. Um, And it went pretty well. Uh, I did, I think, 34 miles maybe. Got super lost, because why not, you know? You're going to be out there eight hours. What's more impressive about getting lost this time is that I went out just fine. Yeah. And then coming back on what I had just done, yeah. I managed to end up so lost that I was in like a different fucking town. I came out of the woods <laughs> and I was bleeding from everywhere. And I was like, trails are dumb. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> I swore off. I like, I think I went to, I had my phone with me for safety purposes. And I went to like post some scathing critique of the Finger Lakes trail on Facebook. My phone just died. And I was like, good. Because I'm gonna die out here too. Better and left, yeah. left unset. Yes. Uh, just arrived. Finished. Um, what the fuck, did I do it. But,
0: but you did. So you you got eight hours to got, sort of find yourself. Yeah, which right?
1: I've never done before. I've always really like, I've never done. And Dick was the first person that was ever like, you know, let's do some run hikes. Uh, for me, training for longer stuff was always, you know, run obviously power hike were were needed. And, uh, and, um, yeah, so I would have never gone eight hours. I simply wouldn't find it practical to run for, right. for eight hours training for an event.
0: Uh, right. Cause that's a 50 miler.
1: Yeah. It's um, a <laughs> hundred myself. Uh, and and <clears throat> coming maybe got the little kids around. Um, The next week, the last week was like, or last two weeks, Dick's really good about tapers. Uh, He's like a tapered genius. Um, So the last two weeks, it was like volume came way down, intensity went up. Had like a 10 by, I think it was like some track workout to do, intervals. And I ended up being, uh, sorry, everybody.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. fine. We could just, that's ambient. Ficious. Just moving on. Vicious
1: card dog. It's like a second refrigerator. Daddy's home. Yeah. Um, went to the track one day. We like a maximum security all girls school. Um, so I had to like jump over this thing. Got really hot out. It was comfortable out all day. And the minute I get to the track, It's like 90. So I get through the first one. I was like, not going to hold that pace for another one. Uh, I got to like six or seven repeats. I can't remember what the the distance was, but I remember being like, I'm done. This is stupid. I went to jump the fence and like did not clear it at all to (laughs) to get out of the place. uh, Even at Gambit was down by the car watcher, like what is wrong with you um so I had a really really bad workout that was the last workout before uh laurel Except i think i like snuck one in there just to boost my confidence back up and uh i don't remember what that was but at any rate it was like you know when you're going to run 70 miles i heard someone wheeled the laurel course and it's actually 72 miles uh,
0: but they have mile markers every they have mile, mile markers
1: every mile um and i th- dick had said that he thinks the last mile is short and i agree with that after running it but i think other miles are like longer than a mile problem is you start the race and the first five miles i think you get your gps does not like it at all so it starts. It stops. Like well, like, you
0: start like down in a, a valley. Yeah. Right? So
1: GPS data that I have found for the wa- for the for the race matches what my watch spit out, which was like sixty seven, I think. Uh, so it's like the average for what I've been seeing with like eleven k of climbing, which is it's not bad. That's like I just thought of it as like that's like twisted branch. Yeah, I thought of it as like all the climb and breakneck stretched mm-hmm. out over. Two and a third of the yeah. distance, or out, all
0: the climb and twisted up. branch, just five more
1: miles. Five more miles to kind of flatten it out. Yeah, so it was nice, and uh, yeah, so when you, where was it going? Uh, yeah, when you're like blowing a workout right before doing a, an ultra like that, I don't think it's anything to to really stress about. It's like yeah. you know who gives a shit if you don't.
0: But, but if you've listened to any of your previous podcasts, yeah. Um or any time that you've ever talked about a race, this to me is easily the most serious and structured you've ever taken.
1: Oh yeah, training. yeah, I mean typically and, and
0: not only that, but it's like the most accepting you've been
1: of yeah. training. I mean, I'm way more into other people's running than I am my own. I just like I like to run and I like to sign up for races and I like yeah. to uh I've learned it's a lot easier to drop out of a race, yeah, if you're like. Huh, whatever. I like, haven't trained
0: well. i haven't whatever.
1: trained well. Uh but I did like going to Laurel, I was like, I really don't want to like sink into that mentality of oh I'll just drop. Um and that's fine, I'll just do something else later. And uh which was why like I met with Dick and I was like, you know, you've done this, what did you do? Let me see your splits. Dick's time was like thirteen forty six or something. His goal had been go under fourteen. That was kind of where my goal was at. That's what Jamie's goal had been.
0: All right, and Jamie had run 13.37. 13.37
1: and change. Yeah, just like I I didn't want to position myself to be emotionally okay with dropping out of a race. Uh So Dick had been, you know, when we talked about strategy and all that, he's like, just take it out super easy. Like, typically this race is not one right out of the gate. Don't worry about yeah, that. there's
0: 10 miles of climbing to start.
1: Yeah, he's like, just really, you know, don't sweat it. Just conservative until pacer pickup at 46 and then start racing uh yeah i was like fair enough i've never tried to do anything like that i was just go out and run what i can when i can and mm-hmm. like visualize the pace that i can maintain until the end and stick with it and i was like i'm gonna drop that back a little bit i let probably 25 or 30 people go out in front of me knowing that it was gonna bottleneck in a half mile when you hit the trailhead and I ended up working out really well I uh I did all the climbs in the beginning without pushing myself at all there was no exertion and I didn't see any instance in which exerting at those points had paid off for anybody ultimately like everybody that did go out hard in the beginning I ended up passing uh oftentimes after they had dropped out of the race like 10 miles into it um so it, it was the first time I'd done anything smart I think in a race uh And that, you know, it paid off. Um, But I think also because of that, I never, like, throughout the entire length of the race, maybe up until, like, mile 68, I had never even had any inclination. Like, hey, I don't like this. You were never, like,
0: redlining.
1: I was never, yeah, I never redlined. I never, um, I started running hard a couple times when I realized that I had moved. I'd been, like, shuffling between third and fourth with this dude for a little while. I started to push a little bit, but I never like really let myself get out of control, mm-hmm. um, and it, it paid off. I uh, I was physically very comfortable up until the end, um, so I, I learned a lot uh, in that regard.
0: Um, well, I mean that that goes to what you used to always tell me: start start slow, and then start slower. Mm-hmm. You just never really kind of followed that. Which was, yeah, talent. I
1: never. I'm, you know, Davin had texted me the night before. Scotty too. Both they both texted me with very simple words of advice. And there, Davin was like, you know, if you feel like you're going too hard, you're definitely going too hard. So yes, yeah. don't. And Scotty was like, just you know, take it really easy in the beginning, and uh, you know. I, Everybody said I. I remember Jamie's race. He took it really easy in the beginning.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and that that ten miles up, you know, the first ten miles is yeah. out of the valley, right mm-hmm. up
1: onto the ridge. Yeah, and you. I mean, at one point you bust out onto a ski mountain, and you're yeah. like at a, at the fucking chairlift there. At yeah, the top so I guess like, just
0: you know, there's some people that that haven't that don't know what Laurel Highlands is, but it's in Pennsylvania, right? Oh, it's. Well, yeah, it's, it's, oh, I mean, you know, we'll set a little bit. Yeah. It's uh in in west west Pennsylvania, right? And um, it's on Laurel Highlands Trail. It's seventy point five miles. It's one trail, right? Start to finish, you're on this trail. Um, and it's uh, one of those old school. You apply by paper ultras by basically sending the guy a check, and if he cashes your check, you're in. He doesn't uh, tell you ever that you're in. He just cashes your check, and then one day you look on the website and you see entrance and your name's on it or it's not. Um, but it's it's thirty eight, thirty nine years old at this point. Thirty eighth year, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, um, and there's you know, hundred and thirty five people in it. It's uh, if you finish under twenty hours, the seventy miler. It's a Western States lottery ticket.
1: The cut yeah. twenty-two, I
0: think. I think it's something like that. Yeah, twenty-two. So, um, but yeah, lots of lots of people have uh, run it or are now looking to run it because it is one of the few Western states lottery tickets in the East.
1: The, right? Especially that is not.
0: That's 100 not a hundred miles, miles and, right?
1: Like so, I said, that shit gets, Who wants to do that? My God, uh, <laughs> who wants to run a hundred miles? Who wants to run hundred miles. Um, Mike Weldon does. Yeah. In, in auburn uh <laughs>
0: squat <laughs> squaw.
1: it finishes some in auburn right yeah yeah okay you know get something right there yeah um, so
0: um and it was june 10th this year right
1: it was june 10th june 10th yeah uh and yeah it was it was weird I because i had paced uh, jamie there before i kind of had a recollection of how it all went we stayed in the same hotel we're in the room right below the room that jamie and i had stayed in nice Oh, sweet, yeah, so it was, like... Portents. Yeah, I thought back to, like, you know, when I was taking a shit and eating my oatmeal in the morning, I was, like, the guy right above me, you know, might as well be me two years ago y- taking he probably a shit is, eating his He probably actually the is you because yeah. it's so close to the start line. Exactly, and then, yeah, so, and then you walk, yeah, you walk out the door, you cross the street, go to the start. Took another shit at the start because got a little, little antsy dude
0: the double dumper is a yeah, success is good. if and you take the double like, dumper before an ultra that's that's
1: money it's like two like mediocre dumps uh, uh, boo. so you're left feeling like oh, i don't know that could have gone better
0: is there a third
1: is there yeah you, you what are you doing where'd, what where'd you run off to yeah grab a beer <laughs> jesus <Jeez laughs> christ did i make yeah. you nervous it uh, just disappeared <laughs> in,
0: Into the ether <laughs> I'm right in front of you
1: <laughs> um,
0: You're gonna make me fucking have to edit So much on this thing You just talk,
1: talk. Oatmeal uh, <sighs> But yeah so two dumps No, then like the third one was coming Um, And that really did I felt for the first couple hours I was like man I could really shit right now But people start passing you I didn't want to get into that so I just held it, and then it went away for like two days. I don't think I took <laughs> I don't think I crept to like Wednesday this week uh, but yeah, and there's a the prayer they do the prayer at the start. I'd kind of forgotten about that um and it was a lot of like etiquette questions, just looking around like you know when I'm at a race and they do the national anthem, I'm like, what's appropriate? what do I do? you know I'm not a very patriotic guy, I'm not a very religious man just here to have fun and uh yeah they they seemed similar i left i left my hat on like a dc um uh, the dc marathon they do that and everybody yeah. took their hats off and yeah. i was like yeah um yeah during the you know the prayers a few minutes they talk about god getting people from the start to the finish i was like wouldn't you have better things to do than that uh who knows? Anyway, so the race—the guy's just like, "I like the start." The guy's like, "Go," and people go. There's no like, you know, grandiose. Nobody fires a gun. You know, I'm a big fan of that. Um, so we go, and you can talk about the the field for it was a pretty pretty stacked field, pretty competitive. uh Brad Popola was there. He won Can Lake last year. Um, Stood out like a sore thumb. He had a crop top on, short sure, dressed like Jim Walmsley. So I was like, that's, just, that's the rage. I was like, this days. guy's just got a target on his back now.
0: That's the ultra race.
1: Yeah, the crop top. Uh, and then Derek Schultz won the race twice. Had the course record for has the course record for the seventy seven mile event. Uh I think he won it in like twelve eighteen or something, which isn't really good time at that race. Uh, Doug Stevens was running. He has won it a few times. Uh, he's run like low 12s and taken fifth. Uh, and then, you know, just a couple other studs. The guy that I can't, uh, Michael Hames, who ended up winning, he was fifth or sixth. Or, no, he was like maybe maybe 10th the year that Jamie did it. Yeah. Uh, mm. Much slower time, but then that's what you learn about this race: is the times are all over the place. Uh, yeah, it's great There's no consistency, and it's a for as fast as the course should be, and maybe because of how yeah. runnable a lot of it is, there's just a lot of mistakes to be made. We look at the times, like Ruzeki, I think has maybe the second fastest time on it, and it's like an eleven forty or something. Wow! Uh, but the course record is twenty years old. It's fucking ten forty three. Uh, yeah. Courtney Campbell. Dude's still got the course record at Mohican. It's just like, he put these down way back in the day and, right. and they're still there. And I don't, after doing it, I just don't see how a sub 11 time there is possible, but he did it. And it's, it's gnarly. Um, but yeah, so there's not a whole lot of people that have gone there and done sub 12. Uh, mm-hmm. Devin Olson came close a couple times, one, I think two, two or three times uh, with, Twelve hours, like, like almost twelve flat. Uh, but yeah, just to get a sense for for what finishing times are like. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the girl that you know, the top female in the field, won Hellgate this year. Uh, she also beat me at Laurel this year. Uh, she came breezing by me at like sixty four miles, just looking like. Seems to be the yeah, thing with him at like, that race. Yeah, it's, it was great. Uh, and um, I don't really know much about the rest of the women in the field, but anyway, she took you know a good chunk off the course record. She killed it. She didn't appear to ever even start sweating. Uh, and so it was, you know, strong day out of her. Um, and a couple other good, good, strong people in the field. Uh, so I just watched um i do my typical thing where i'm like looking at the length of people's shorts you know scoping dudes quads out uh seeing what their hydration looks like you know this guy you know look like he's going up Everest or something uh or is he just got the you know it's like scared of a guy at the starting line that doesn't have hydration with him yeah shit this guy's business yeah as Uh,
0: davin says everybody looks fit (laughs) <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so and he was known as like you just gotta stop doing that stuff that gets in your head i'm like it's either i just really like checking out dudes or uh i you know i judge books by their cover
0: doesn't have to be an r I, or
1: it could... could just be both yeah, it's, <laughs> right, both um so yeah and the guys i thought i stayed three deep on the line i didn't want to get involved in any shit derek schultz goes out like a speeding bullet off the line uh brad Papa was right behind him and then i think they were the only ones that like really went hard up the first uh first climb there once we got to the trailhead and then it was just like a slow you know dragging up the ass up up all those hills uh things spread out a little bit i think i heard man it's hard to tell because there's relay teams out there too you can never tell with those kids around Uh, maybe I was like 11th or 15th or something coming through eight one, which is 11 miles.
0: Yeah. I think the, the first update that I got from Natalie was at mile 28. Okay. So, and you are somewhere between eight and 10 there.
1: Yeah. So I moved up all day really before I moved back. Um, and, uh,
0: so how did you take that climb? Did you take that climb at hiking pace, or did you take that, like... It was
1: like a the old man shuffle. Yeah. I hiked where it was... I mean, there's parts of it where you're if you're hiking, you're going faster. Yeah. So I hiked those. Um, I chatted a lot. I don't typically do that, but I, there was a lot of, like...
0: Yeah, there's so much about this that's not Weldon.
1: Cool dudes around. Uh, there was a guy that smoked me at Twisted Branch, this guy Ivan. Um, he was there, and we chatted about Twisted Branch. Uh, he's doing the Vermont 100 this year. Talked about that for a while. Talked to some, some like, master's level guys that could have been in their 90s. Uh, chatted about <laughs> chatted about running and, you know, let them go ahead of me for a bit. Just got that, that shuffle going. Uh, you know, real slow grind. The downhills were a lot of fun in that, that beginning section. Switchbacks, uh, pretty sweet, like PA switchbacks, a lot of rocks. A lot of roots, um, footing. My footing was like on point all day until until later when I was getting fatigued. Uh, no, you know, no missteps, no anything. Um, trying to. I remember all the aid stations that I was going to when I was crewing, as I was like coming out and going through them, and I was like, "Oh shit, this looks familiar!" Suddenly, right? Uh, yeah. Which was yeah that was kind of a unique experience, um, and I would go through. Uh, I had was carrying two handhelds the whole time—a seventeen ounce and a ten ounce. One had noon in it. One had uh, just water in it. The bigger one with water, and I would like a sh- absurd amount of gels on me. Uh, the some the maple syrup one, the untapped, untapped. Drop big bucks on those. The huma gels got marketed into buying some goo because uh, the gingerade one, I was like, mm. oh, that's cute. And it's like a, the cheapest thing here. Uh, and yeah, so I just...
0: I just so where you carry all those gels inside your amphipod?
1: Shorts, and they don't fit in the amphipod. They've, so I had the Nathan handheld, which is tragic. The thing just leaks like a fucking <laughs> sieve. And uh, uh, disaster. I also I have the ultimate direction... The uh, the one that collapses. Yeah, the body bottle. But it's a handheld. It's the uh, Pulse, maybe? It's the one that Sage Canada was behind. Mm, uh, yeah. Really fucking awesome device, except the pockets, which can hold like four gels each because they're big. Uh, as you take water out of it, shit just starts flying out of the pockets. Like the bottle collapses <laughs> and the pockets no longer have anything to hold. Oh, anything in place. So it's not a zipper or anything? No. So I'm going to like get some Velcro and maybe just modify that a little bit. Um, but I, I learned that lesson at breakneck too. So I, I should have known better. So I spent (laughs) some time like picking shit up off the ground that (laughs) that I had lost. Uh, yeah. So I was eating, like, I went like, I don't know why this happened. Uh, maybe just experimentation, uh, and like treating myself like a science project. Uh, Every 20 minutes or so, I was taking a jail down.
0: This is what I'm saying. There's so much about this race that's yeah. not your, really, not yeah. the Weldon of the
1: last two years. Yeah, super weird. Uh, no,
0: I mean, you know, what people change, yeah, things, I things this, evolve.
1: I had this really just like sweet, constant stream of energy the whole time. And you were taking it, it super well. serious. Yeah, I was uh, maybe just trying to be, be smart for a change. Um, Go through the a station, scrub some some more gels, switch bottles out. Uh, electrolyte the noon. I like that's another thing I've been really really shitty about uh, over the years, and it's um, I just don't pay attention to electrolytes. I just typically have in the past drank uh, straight water, and maybe if I come across a salt pill,
0: pop one of those. If, the I, you know, if, <laughs> if
1: there's an aid station that has one, I'll take one down. Uh, well
0: you had tail, you were using Tailwind for a little while. I did right? you I sort of got I tried away tailwind. From
1: that. uh I did all of Burning River on Tailwind. Yeah. And that was weird. Um, and I was I read in Jason Koop's book actually about like the the notion of keeping hydration hydration separate from your calories. Yeah. So that if one goes to shit you can work on that independently yeah. and not try to f- solve Right, like a problem that will also.
0: So this, so this is the thing during Twisted Branch. Like I was running Twisted Branch.
1: Yeah. Running Twisted Branch, it
0: was super hot. I like around mile eighteen stopped. Mile twenty stopped being able to eat. Every time I try to eat anything, I would start dry heaving, and I was like, "Great, I can't eat." I've always conditioned myself to say, "You got to eat during an ultra. You got to eat. You got to eat." But I was taking double doses. A double dose of tailwind in my, in my pack. And so I was getting enough calories, but every time I try to eat, I start dry heaving and I was freaking out like, great, I can't eat, blah, blah, blah. I talked to you after the race, after you sat at Bud Valley for an hour and at the end of the race, you're like, yeah, I couldn't eat anything, but I just doubled down on tailwind and just kept running. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I did the same thing only, I didn't keep running. Yeah, yeah. And I was so hung up on I couldn't eat, but that idea that if one went to hell, you still have the other one. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I only I kept I started running that race because of you. After I dropped out, <laughs> I dropped. <I> committed <laughs> to dropping because everybody else did too. I was like, "This is fucking fine." Everybody yeah. dropped. I'm done. Yeah. And then you're like, "Man, man, you someone's got to finish this. Thing. You can't drop. Someone got to get back out there and do this shit." And I, well. Well, I think fixed it there initially, uh, I had to, had stopped being able to consume solid food and I was going to do that whole race pretty much on solid food and water. Yeah. Uh, and I ignored electrolytes like an asshole. And I think when your hydration goes to shit in the middle of a race, it, if you can fix it at all, it takes a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, once which, you get so deep, you can't. It can't
1: come yeah, down. like when you start getting cold and it's like eighty degrees yeah. out, and you're uh-huh. not sweating. So yeah, so I, I mean, sitting at that aid station for an hour and like committing to not getting back up and running. Uh, I sat there with Jeff Macbeth, and I, would, I think I went through an entire vial of noon tablets yeah. with like a couple ginger beers, uh, and. I you know, that's ultimately – it was a tragic, tragic race for me, but I finished it and I think it was But it,
0: but it was it's only tragic in what the expectations you went yeah, in with. Yeah. Not exactly how you came out of it.
1: Exactly. So um
0: But the the point was you ate the whole time at um, Laurel and yeah. you didn't have one or the other go to hell. You both you kept both of yeah. them up.
1: I was I kept all you know, electrolyzed water and food in check all day up until like my first like Weldon moment of the day, uh, i caught up to Derek Schultz and we were chatting and running and having a good time. And, uh, things, things are going I'm feeling good. Cause I'm with like the wait. course record holder feeling pretty awesome. Uh, and I, I don't know. He was like three feet in front of me and I tripped over a fucking route. No, I, I was in front of him cause he saw it and it was probably funny as shit to watch. <laughs> But, like, total faceplant. Uh, and while I was doing that, because I still am stupid and carry...
0: Oh, my packets!
1: Dude, while I'm carrying the water bottles that have, like, the squeeze tops. Like, so you squeeze it and shit shoots out of it. So I land on the ground and, like, 15 ounces of water just fired off into the dirt. And this was way before the next aid station. And I was like... Damn, dude. Okay, cool. So really got to make the most of this one ounce of water that I have left because I'm like, you know, I think it was right around the marathon point or like after we had come out of the the aid station that's around 26 or 28 and the next one was 35 or something. And uh, anyway, I went like an hour without – any fluid at all and i was still trying to take goo in while i was there uh, gels w- without water which they're was just fucking in, shitty dude. Just sitting in your gut they're in my throat they weren't even then they <laughs> i'm like gotta gotta keep getting the calories and i was like i don't even know if they're going anywhere
0: uh, <laughs> just but, put them under your tongue rem-
1: yeah remain diligent that's what,
0: that's what roger says put yeah.
1: them under your put, tongue yeah he's like you can absorb 10 percent <laughs> of calories in your mouth so i was like cool at least i'm getting that it's probably 20 percent in the throat mm-hmm. uh so I'm I'm trying. I'm like I got to hang on to this. The strategy's been working real well all day. Um, years later, when I got to the aid station and got got water again, I think like I had kind of gone beyond the limitation of not damaging myself. Like I ate, got it was up eighty seven degrees by then. It was fucking hot out, dude. It was yeah. so hot, and then it wasn't humid later in the day but in the beginning of the race it was like it was in 15 it was not hot but it was so humid that the minute you even like think about running you just slide. you start sweating oh. yeah people were even like commenting you're like dude there's like you're like leaking water and i was like no it's just like i don't oh, know it was flying off my shorts it was my really skin, my skin is crying yeah i've never <laughs> like i don't think i've ever sweated like that in my life uh Anyway, well, I still got hot out and I went way too long without water, uh, after the marathon mark. It was comfortable I think I you know, I had marathon distance maybe in four twenty. Um uh, maybe a little bit quicker, maybe a little bit slower. Anyway. Right. Um That's yeah, shit slowed down quite a bit because I am any fluid. Fifty K I hit maybe in like five uh, five thirty uh so i had a had a slow hour there got some got some water and then went to work trying to repair the damage that I'd just done uh and I think that it started like a slow unraveling that was fortunately slow enough to where it never like totally did me in. It was just unraveling enough to where i you know I, there was a timeline that I was facing where, okay, I'm not going to be able to run strong forever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I started like, uh, stayed on my strategy and my stomach is started getting weird. Finally, go figure you take down like 24 gels in an hour and then you know no water and it squirrely. So I'm now I'm like, okay, pile on the real food. Uh, I mean, dates, I mean, watermelon is good. Pickles. um, Explain to an aid station worker about the novelty of pickled juice at an aid station, and I got that weird look that a lot of people get when they talk about pickled juice. I still, just, I think it should be at every aid station if there's pickles there. It just makes sense to have the juice available too.
0: I mean, what are they doing with that
1: juice? Yeah, anyway, what do you do? Just yeah. Um, so I, you know, I was getting some calories and nothing notable, and then like shit just. I don't know what the sports drink they had there was, but I was like, this is all I can do anymore. This pencil, is pencil aid. Be- yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> some, who knows? Uh, and I couldn't like, I couldn't distinguish it by its flavor either. I think I heard someone say it was Gatorade or something, but it didn't taste like, I remember I not had Gatorade in 20 years, so I don't know what it tastes like, but that's not what it, uh, it wasn't heed. Cause I didn't throw up. <laughs> <and> it was, <laughs> Um, So I, who knows that I I got to a point where I was like, uh, this is all I can get down. Um, this is going to be the rest of my day. So again,
0: that's what's different because what's different is you'd have been like, I don't know what this is. I'm out of here.
1: Yeah. So it was was seven, uh, six, yeah, six or seven hours, probably six of just doing that. And maybe occasionally like trying to, trying to eat again, uh, especially after picking up Natalie, uh, who, paced me for the last 24 25 miles it was very like she was good about not being like you need to eat or you're fucking gonna die uh she was just like hey does anything look good like can you eat something and i was like nope and i kind of like started dodging the question altogether and not answering it just being like let's go uh
0: now that sounds time is money now that sounds very well then
1: yeah so um i don't I don't think that really impacted me much until like very late in the race. Uh, yeah. I think I was still getting some calories in. Um, I hit fifty miles in about nine nine twenty two. I think it was Maybe somewhere between nine twenty and nine thirty.
0: So is that that a fifty mile PR then for you?
1: For trails, I mean, it. My fifty mile trail PR is a joke, anyways. So I, if that's it, you know. So well, I, I mean,
0: have. you did your. Cayuga, yeah, right? I
1: just haven't done many like. That's the only fifty that you've really done. JFK, right? You know JFK is a different you, fifty it's The hybrid, you can't really.
0: Well, I mean, but classify. but that's a that's a frigging sub seven fifty mile. Yeah, hour. So yeah. that that's not yeah. So nine thirty is not your fifty mile PR.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it was right. And I remember I think that Jamie had hit right around then, maybe nine forty. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, 9.43, because that was your Cayuga time. Yeah. I, don't, I don't pay attention to you guys at all. But, uh, yeah, like the yeah.
1: little logbook there. I'll have, to, <laughs> I'll have to check it out sometime. 9.43,
0: Still. your Cayuga time, His uh, and he hit that in a trail 70 miler. Yeah. So,
1: you know, whatever,
0: not, not paying attention.
1: Yeah, it's good that people pay attention. But... <laughs> I, mean... I said I want to run for president someday so I can, like, find out all the shit that I did in my past. <laughs> people, like, start digging things up on me. Yeah. I like the, well, as we've learned, it stuff. won't really matter. Yeah. Well, yeah, it wouldn't matter (laughs) though. Well, I'm in the litter box once and, uh, in front of the cat. That makes him
0: qualified. He understands our citizens.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, so 50 miles, nine something. I was like, shit. I started feeling really good after that. I was cracking jokes. Uh, it was really good to be running with, with Natalie. Um, and it was like, you know, the rhythm felt really good, uh, Walked some of the hills. It was it was still on top of the ridge at that point. So was, there's was some rollers. Um, but mostly just running really strong. Uh, and I was, you know, doing math in my head. I was like, uh, sub-13 is like not only reasonable, but it's probable at this point. I was killing it. Um, and then I don't really remember when I hit 100K. 11-something. Uh, it was 11-something, which is also 100K PR. Because go figure, all the hundred Ks I've done went to shit. They're, uh, hard. they're, yeah, they're, all, <laughs> they're hard. they're all. are all like hundred milers. Uh, and um, the.
0: Uh, you said you had a few late minute, uh, late race disasters.
1: Yeah, that's when that started. It was well, it was like the not forcing myself to start eating again, which was huge. So, and then so okay, the clock
0: so caught up to you. That,
1: Kind of. Uh, What really caught up to me was, um, I think I was probably in position around like 1340 or 1245. I think I was like, I could have cruised, just hit cruise control and like rolled into that. This dude um, ended up finishing third. He came up behind me and uh, he was like, Hey, you mind if I tag along? And I was like, yeah, kind of like
0: yeah, I yeah, a vibe uh, I'm right like, now. Yeah, I'm like, my groove.
1: But Natalie's like, yeah, awesome company. And I was because I wasn't talking. I was like, I can't <laughs> talk right <laughs> now. I can't even open my fucking mouth. Uh, so it's kind of just kind of
0: sat in your dreadlocks and you dragged them. Yeah, and the then
1: uh, he he ended up being like a much smarter runner than me. He's yeah. a little bit of that wisdom. Uh, I tried this move, which people have done to me a million times. Tried to sweep the leg. I tried to <laughs> yes, essentially. So anytime anyone blows by me in a race and looks good or anytime I catch up to somebody in a race and then they just go into hyperdrive and like disappear, I never see them again. Um, so I was like, and I'd like give up hope immediately. I'm like, oh shit, that guy's still strong. I was like, I'm just going to drop the hammer right now and just bury this guy and uh, hope for the best. And I just full speed ahead. This was like finishing kick shit. Uh, I don't even remember what mile it was. after 100K, I think. Just left your girl in the dust. Yeah, she Listen, tagged along, too. And I looked back, and this guy was nowhere in sight. And I'm like, fuck yeah, feeling so good right now. Going, going, going. And then this guy's just talking in my ear again. And I was like, shit, damn it. And I was like, stepped right off the trail. And I was like, go ahead, man. You got it. Just, you know. <laughs> just go. Succeeded. I'm gonna pick up the pieces. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm going to stay back here. And then. That girl comes flying by me, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck. And then, uh, you know, go go figure. I end up in fifth. But,
0: so, so yeah. Fifth overall or? Fifth
1: male. Um,
0: fifth male. Yeah. And, uh. I know another guy who finished fifth.
1: Yeah. I heard, yeah. I heard his he was, name once or twice. Yeah, he texted me on Monday to be like, uh, the results show a girl in front of you. And then <laughs> a subsequent text that was like, that's okay. She looked really good going by me at Hellgate. At mile 50 on the lines. Yeah, like, well, what what strong. you could have
0: told him is the results show that I finished three minutes faster than
1: <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Yeah, which he didn't – I don't think he remembered how fast he had done it. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, you both day. finished in fifth place. Yeah. And you 1334 and 1337. And our splits I were – I mean, I just spoiled the end, I guess. Yeah, my
1: splits are like – are not on Laurel's website. Yeah. Almost every year they have the the splits there, yeah. maybe it's
0: just not there yet. Could
1: just not be yet. Yeah. But I think our our splits were pretty much identical. I, I mean,
0: think. so so that's the other thing. Like we were talking, um, the week before you went, and we were like fourteen hours, and we were like thirteen to fourteen hours. We're like eleven thirties, and you're like, yeah, I could do about eleven thirties yeah. for seventy miles. And I'm like, yeah, you can. And that's yeah. what you went out and did.
1: Yeah, and it was like, I don't know. I'm I'm sure a ton of those were like eight minute miles and a yeah, ton of them were 14s. like, I think I put down like a 16 uh-huh. light just yeah. walking, but I was comfortable at the time. I was like, it was, you know, and well,
0: that's what ultras are though.
1: Yeah. Um, and ultras, as I've often thought, uh, like, you know, you can, you can run 50 miles and never really hit that, like transcendent point of like suffering. Uh, and it feels less like an ultra. I think it feels more like just a really good good day on the trails. I think, like, the definitive ultra to me is when you start, like, you're going into, like, a death response. Your body is, like, you're <laughs> dying. Yeah. Uh, like, your brain gets inflamed. Yeah. what are and you going to do about yeah. it? Yeah, and I got there. Laurel was late, uh, 60. So I'd been, in my head, I remembered the descent to the finish being, like, Three, four, five miles right it's not it's just a lot steeper than yeah than the hey
0: you said uh it was some of the some of the scariest downhill you've ever done yeah and you only had 25 miles on your
1: legs yeah it was you know it was pretty pretty terrifying uh but um there goes my yeah. so, of thought.
0: so Natalie's just showed up and Weldon can't form sentences anymore.
1: She looks so nice though. She yeah. Wel-
0: yeah, Weldon officially can't form sentences, folks. Dexter! Okay, go outside and eat your food. Hey,
1: stop. Leave that here, Dexter. It sounded important. I'm sure it was nice. That was okay. Here I'm running inside out. <laughs> well, you, we, we is, finished, he, is he in we the finished, garden? Dogs
0: out.
1: Is he in my garden?
0: We yeah. finished skiing inside out. I mean, so yeah. now we're now we're into dogs and girls inside out.
1: Yeah, dude, it's
0: so hot in here. We're just we're 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 We're, we're getting a nice sweater. This is
1: Bikram podcasting. <laughs> oh Do you want to go open some windows? Oh it might be hot because I made some oatmeal too. Just that Michael, you didn't eat the lunch I gave him. Yes, I did. 95% of it. Chris, how come you didn't eat the lunch? Dude, not
0: his mom. His mom's a nice lady. I
1: Sue. it was. Yeah, it was his mom. He certainly wouldn't be drinking This looks great. You hear that? Thompson's wasted. <laughs> there it goes. Uh, I bought that for the occasion. I said, we never buy beans, I, What are you talking about? I buy you a nice six pack all the time, Did except every time it? I open a beer, I get a dirty look. I'm
0: officially <laughs> trying
1: to decide if I leave this yeah. out. I'll have to listen back to it and see if it's entertaining. People should know. This uh, is the inside scoop on I'll, Natalie Wellman's dating situation. I'll have to see if it's entertaining <laughs> at anybody but me. <laughs> well, it was fitting that she shows up right now because we were talking about. The, the last few months. The part the where range. she finally
0: started nagging you. Yeah,
1: the part where, you know, uh, that guy caught me and I tried to drop him and That's he just. Last Eleven months. And then he just showed back up in my, in my radar and I was just like, "Go ahead, man, you got this." Then, uh, then the girl, the girl comes by. by no, then the girl passed you at mile was, fifty. She did not. <laughs> yes, she did. The girl passed him when
0: I picked him up. Alright, so I'll officially be cutting this out of the podcast. <laughs> right, you're going to leave it in because
1: <laughs> it's, it's important for people to know that she's wrong. Maybe it, maybe it did happen. This is good to it. This is a good refresher because I've, been trying, to, to, a few days ago I've been trying to I've been trying there. to write a race report, and apparently my details are screwed it. up in my head. Um, oh, the girl passed
0: you when I picked you up. After? Oh, okay, five miles after. Yeah. Okay. Remember, was it was at that water
1: stop. I don't. I just remember her looking really company. pretty fresh when... Yeah, she did, did bleed a little she bit. Passed. Yeah, she just she passed back. you with a broken knee? She was, it was a little bleeder. Mm. It, was a, it yeah. was a gusher. It was bleeding down to her foot. Okay, okay. Well, that then, said, mm-hmm. let me see if any, like, uh, synapses start firing in the right direction now. And if anything, in the right direction? Make more yeah. sense.
0: It totally know? made sense up until two minutes ago. Yeah, everything so sounded. Thompson fine.
1: shows up and wants the fix to get in the way of a There's good there. story.
0: We've
1: already broken one thing. And, okay, so, anyways, we burned everything up in hyperdrive. trying to Yeah, drop and, that that dude, guy. and that dude just kind yeah, of just paced you
0: out. So, <laughs>
1: he's in a Winnebago. <laughs> 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 what does this thing have on it? A Cuisinart? Uh <laughs> weldon
0: has gone play
1: um, and then, yeah, so things like really, really, really got super hard, as I was like the there's the open road section, I thought went really well, we the ran, death across the ran cross, well. the, yeah, cross the highway try.
0: of death section, yeah we, actually
1: saw him there. we did yeah, so we got he was at the top there, that's yeah. right, is um, it a red light or something? It's you like know? two miles of of road, and you can see up the whole thing uh. And there's an aid station at the end of it. Um, and uh, ran that well, ran, you know, more rollers, really just waiting for that finishing descent to come and waiting and waiting and waiting. And uh, it wasn't really getting there. Oh, well,
0: you need to run to it. You can't yeah. just stand there and then have it. Well, I was hoping, yeah, <laughs> we'll
1: figure it. Uh, nothing goes my way.
0: Gambit. So you're waiting for that finish to come.
1: Yeah, I'm waiting to run downhill for a few miles yeah. uh, because it seemed like, hey, this will be really easy. I run downhill really well, yeah. and I can just still get this in for like a respectable thirteen,
0: thirteen fifteen, maybe. Respectable.
1: Because uh, I think the <laughs> the guy that passed me ended up finishing, what thirteen oh two or something. Finished. I, don't well, I think so. 15, I can... but we could pull those details up. That's true. Pull them up. I don't have any of that with me. Yeah, I don't even have my phone on. I'm busy I'm recording. I don't have, focus I don't on have it, any of this stuff right on this now. I this podcast. Uh, anyway, so... Um, he did pass the girl, though. He did, yeah. And, so he definitely had to choose something. Yeah, he was flying. The kid was in... And yeah. I heard, I heard I mean, him at he the finished, finish line while I was then? lying in a bush. He was talking to people, <laughs> and I heard him say, this is awesome. Uh, I felt so good out there. He's like, I had so much energy at the end, and I, I, I was like, "That sounds like yeah." He was talking to his his buds. He they were sitting in a chair. I think he was still standing up, like super. He should be jazzed. He,
0: uh, Ran well. Know, at really the fin- I mean, to awesome, finish the seventy mile, feeling yeah. good is a good idea, right?
1: Yeah, and I just bonked so hard. I was even, and then what happened was we got to where the descent starts because there's a sign that's like descent to whatever the hell the town's called Seward. Seward. Thank you. And uh, I got really pumped and go figure I couldn't run downhill. It was I my quads were fine. Everything was fine. I just didn't have the energy to run. I was just like I was thinking
0: about you know, was like, tremblant again. I got that like old man downhill.
1: shuffle. I was going downhill, I think, slower than I went uphill in the beginning. And it was I was just so zombie. Is there a that,
0: possibility that when you turned on those jets and you're doing finishing kick oh, yeah. stuff that yeah. you that you really weren't going yeah. there. because
1: yeah, after that I like couldn't breathe. I could feel <laughs> my heart like in my throat. It was just the the whole situation was <laughs> And all the great. guy's
0: just watching you like, how's this dude running up here in
1: third? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sure <laughs> running away from the playground.
1: <laughs> and uh Yeah, I was i d I've never um I guess like the the overarching point being that I I think that feeling usually hits me way sooner in a race. Yeah, yeah. uh, Like races I've dropped out of in particular. I think, you know, when I dropped out of Cayuga, uh, I had burned everything up trying to make up time from going off course. Right. And was like, you know, super comfortable dropping at that. Uh, Can Lake 50, 2014, same thing. Just, you know, tanked it early. uh, And, you know, 34 miles or something was ready to drop, but because it was so late, I was like, I think like one time at the end, I was like freaking out and was like, I don't think I can finish, but there was like a mile to go. So how much,
0: so how much would you attribute this? I mean, obviously this is non-scientific, but how much would you attribute it to your diligence and physical training versus your mental, attitude going in like i'm not gonna drop this i'm gonna i worked hard for this i i know you know how much was mental and how much was physical delaying that crash
1: um well that's the thing like i i didn't train very much for the race so i think no not at all i mean i had one i think like my peak week was like 60 and if i look back through stuff before that it was like Super, uh, just what I could get in. I was doing long stuff every weekend, but during the weeks it was, you know, short stuff was 20, 30, 40, mm-hmm. you know, um, if it was a week that I did a race, it was like the distance of that r- race plus maybe like, you know, six or seven miles. It was uh,
0: so crazy. Cause that's exactly what I've been doing
1: for the last eight weeks yeah. right now.
0: Yeah. is running really really short during the week and then one big long Saturday run
1: yeah and it was nice i and I didn't do much like back to back long stuff uh which I usually am a lot more comfortable if I've done but it didn't I don't think I really paid a price f- for it this time um but I can't attribute like how well the race went for the first you know sixty five miles or whatever to um Like, nailing my training. Uh, Mm. You know, I trained pretty well, and I had an awesome, you know, six months of coaching.
0: And Uh, your nutrition was on point all the way up to the year, eating healthy and and feeding your body properly up to that point.
1: Diet was really good for most of the year. And and then, yes, I think it was was more like just mental and finally being, like, smart instead of just being completely... Reckless and kind of just having fun taking things as they come. Damn, uh,
0: so it'll be sweet once you nail your training, huh?
1: Yeah, and if I can figure out how to like fuel. Um, well, for, well keep, I guess, I guess keep, it's more of like just mishaps, not. Keep
0: all the water in the bottle. Yeah, if
1: I, if I can like get through, you know, from aid station to aid station but without losing all I, my shit.
0: Then. Yeah, because the same thing JFK, right? Um, like thing. your yeah. water bottle, the cat busted. They had, to, right make you, shattered. They yeah. had to make you. Coconut water bottle. Yeah. But um, even in that race, you still ran great. Disaster happened, and you coped with it. Yeah. And had a great race. This, you know, I guess disaster didn't exactly happen, but things happened.
1: Yeah, I mean, this, it was, I thought it was, it went better than probably any altered distance event I've run.
0: So you couldn't, so you you. Maybe things just aren't going to go perfect, except for one time somewhere in the future, things are going to go perfect.
1: I, someday, maybe I'll, I'll hit that. Uh, I. Uh, it's probably going to be in like a
0: five you
1: k. Know? It will be. Yeah, I'm running a five k <laughs> on Sunday. You're
0: going to run so ALS Father's Day. I am okay.
1: yeah, ninth year. Means I've been a runner for nine years. I be, I became a runner at that race nice. um, in 2009. Nice.
0: Medved puts on a good show for that, right?
1: It's eight years. I can't math right now. Uh, not on the spot like this. Um, <laughs> not on the spot. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, and then, so,
0: so you want to talk about rolling into that finish? I guess. Because yeah, you talked about like you talked about not being able to run downhill, and then you talked about laying in a bush. So yeah, somehow you like, got from the top of the hill to the bush.
1: Yeah, I kind of, like, I think I I was so depleted and and low at that point that I really, I just remember complaining to Natalie, like, when I could muster the strength up in my mouth. There were some really cool, um, like, uh, corridors that you run through that are, like, just foliage, like, really deep green foliage, and those are probably my favorite thing on the whole course, uh, and you hit two or three of them at the end. And I really wanted to talk about how cool they were and how I think they'd be pretty awesome in the winter too, but I just I didn't have the energy to do anything except for be like I'm gonna die.
0: You uh, can talk about them now. I'd appreciate it.
1: They were awesome. It's just like these like thick, dark green leaves and you're and like a tunnel of them. That's cool. uh, and it's yeah, it's really really cool and uh, unique to my experience because that's not up here. Yeah. And, uh, most of that's my running, up right. There.
0: I mean, that's the whole idea. Laurel, yeah. right. Like so Laurel wreaths are really thick, dark green. Yeah.
1: Like one, one would think maybe that's where it all comes from. Maybe we a, just,
0: maybe we just cracked the code.
1: I'm not a botanist or anything, but <laughs>
0: maybe we just cracked the code. Uh,
1: the, um, yeah, I just like, I was so sapped at the end that I, I, crossed the line and i think i like staggered a little bit um and just found a bush next to there's like a table with some trophies on it i just sat in the bush I like one of these is probably
0: mine i'm gonna lay down yeah
1: and i think yeah the guys at the table were like what's uh, what's wrong with this guy and (laughs) uh i heard all the guys that beat me like rejoicing and like having a good time and i was I find myself like that at the end of every race, where I'm like, "God damn, everybody else sounds so good, and someday that's gonna be me." But yeah, I laid there for a while. I think It was like the like the sun was still kind of starting to set a little bit. Um, I was,
0: She's finishing before sunset, and you're over here, and it was uh, talking about a crash.
1: Yeah, it was. So it was, it was really nice. I was, like, staring up through the trees. It reminded me of that scene at the end of End of the Wild where he's just dying. And I think I was, like, lying there like, oh, I'm Chris well, I'm just gonna at, die." At least,
0: at least I did it, doing what I loved.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, so that, that was that. And I'm super, super stoked about how it went. I uh, couldn't be happier unless I had done it faster.
0: Yeah, well. But you did it the right way. Like yeah. it sounds, so much of it sounds like. I mean, it just sounded like you were you were focused and you took it serious.
1: Yeah, it was it was good. It was like a just a oh yeah, um, fidgety over here. Did you get one of those spinners. Uh, it, was, it was a good year of, of learning about myself as a runner, and uh, and I, you know, I'm really there was a lot of things in life that went horribly wrong this year and um now things are really good and uh looking forward to uh, a couple a couple more races this year and kind of
0: Ooh, see this is even serious because it's like a couple more races yeah unnamed unnamed races
1: yeah spf uh Mince is going back, so Mintz will be like fresh off Western at that point. Yeah, so I'm hoping to totally
0: take him down. Yeah, I'm
1: going to drop his ass. Uh, and then, which I'm not, he'd still he could beat me the day after <laughs> Western. Um, and then, he's uh, such a
0: big guy. Like he looks like a big guy up top, but he's so speedy. Yeah, he's a
1: powerful. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, he's speedy. Yeah, especially when he shaves his chest yeah that's what it's, i'm I saying
0: big that. guy up top is the shit the yeah. chest
1: shaving part looks yeah. like fucking powder when he's <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: <laughs> oh man oh man uh,
0: so okay so spf is gonna be a thing
1: spf yeah and um actually i guess my my main my primary focus in running right now is Jason Mintz going to Western States, mm-hmm. like absolutely. that's the thing I'm most excited about. Yeah, in, in life. Nine right days, eight days. So excited. Um, and then SPF I'll worry about after mm-hmm. he's done with with Western. Uh, and then Escarpment, I'm gonna do. Super mm. excited about that. Whoa. got a little course preview. Uh, from, yeah, you've, from you've Italy, got, you you like got a
0: little bit of an inside on Escarpment a month ago. Huh?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know if anybody's put two and two together there. Yeah,
1: yeah. old Dick Dick Kadamus old deco um and then the rut we're going to montana you're gonna go to the rut going to the rut
0: you're gonna run the rut
1: i'm gonna run the rut i'm gonna try
0: wow mort's running the rut
1: yeah so we all registered and um it's i'm excited about it it's uh at the very least it's like preventing me from signing up for twisted branch which is probably a really good thing um i'm happy for
0: that i don't know about that i think you now having run the course and having like quote survived it i think you could run it i think you could feel better about running it
1: yeah what did jamie do that year, year? uh yeah. i can't remember
0: 12 40 i
1: have to believe i'm like probably similar to where he was at that year um so there's there's fat stacks stature.
0: for breaking uh breaking some course records. Yeah,
1: stature. if I go sub nine hours. <laughs> <if> <laughs> well,
0: sub nine hours is the biggest.
1: I have bicycles <laughs> stashed at like all the road sections already.
0: Yeah, so you can lose uh,
1: all your teeth. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Uh um, finish with my bike helmet on. Yeah. Uh
0: so, okay, so you're not going to – so you're going to run the rut. That's pretty excellent.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun. That'll, I mean, seeing mm-hmm. famous people is always fun. Uh, yeah, sure.
0: I mean, yeah. or famous people seeing you is also fun. Yeah,
1: they'd be like there's that prominent alcoholic from the podcast. <laughs> um,
0: you, you think so highly of yourself. Yeah, I'm
1: just – I'm more like at the rut. I'm more excited because Natalie is running in, in terms of like the gender – comparison of, of run, she's actually like super competitive in a race like that. Whereas I'm not like, I'll, you know, I could be the 12th female over the line, but you can, I'll pro- you can
0: be a participant.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I will, par- I'll get a participation <laughs> award. Yeah. Um, and, uh, after the rut, I got to find like a, Oh yeah. Um, strong hearts race team. We're doing, the uh, we got an altered team together for the Adirondack Ragnar mm-hmm. again so we won it last year the open with the 12 person team and then we just like shaved the 6 fastest people off that and just dumped them into a bucket and I'm the slowest person on the team I think um, but it's me Klein, uh, Ellie Mintz, Aaron Zell and Scott Spitz, it was like a yeah sick like that's a bunch of fasties one. i mean this dude just ran his first marathon and in, in many many years and it was like a two thirty 240 or something it was ridiculous uh
0: that's a bunch of fasties
1: yeah right? so we got some burners there it'll be nice to like be the dead weight for once and <laughs> just be there for comic relief <laughs> yeah but uh i think i think we're gonna shoot for like 19 hours i think that would be yeah it was pretty, a pretty sweet finish um which is just gonna be more of you know managing sleep deprivation, and, and
0: uh, not on nineteen hours there's not going to be any sleep deprivation
1: Actually, I'd like to yeah, I think it took the twelve person team was like twenty one maybe yeah um, and I think if if you stay more rhythmic and something like that uh perhaps it'll go better for everybody um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the pitfalls of of running a relay that long and trying to do it that quickly with twelve people is that you just. You find yourself in these weird, like three, four, or five-hour limbos mm-hmm. uh, where you're like,
0: "Yeah, can't really." If you f- got people that can cover thirty-five, forty miles, you don't have them sitting around.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah. So it, it'll be a really sweet experience, I think, um, and a really good, you know, thirty, thirty-two or thirty-three-mile training run. Mm-hmm. It'll be in the Adirondacks, so it's yeah. pretty awesome, anyways
0: yeah i mean even if it's up 87 whatever
1: yeah if i could just manage the reebok price tag now Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah so that's that i want to find a a birthday race jfk jfk is is, that's like november though right
0: yeah
1: yeah i was was born in october i I might i think i might go to jfk again um i'm seriously thinking about it uh you know, he's Can- got
0: water gap. You could actually like not spot the field thirty minutes.
1: Yeah, I do want to do water gap. That's one of my favorite races. Um, another, uh, Ian Golden. Stay home.
0: Stay home and run around circles around Mendon. I could. Yeah, I could do. <laughs> um,
1: I think I might do Can like fifth. Yeah, know, I mean it's, it's local. The I thing about see.
0: October is there's lots of races.
1: And yeah, Carl Meltzer's doing Oil Creek. Uh yes. So I kind of want to like go and just. Watch. Uh, you want to watch Mints? Want to watch uh, Mints smoke Carl Meltzer? Tango Nelson? and Davin will probably run it too now, I'm thinking. Uh, so the three of them would be fun to watch. So I could theoretically, if I did like a six, 6.50 or something, I can like finish, eat, you know, put my feet up, and then drive down to Oil Creek and... You know, still see a good chunk of of the action.
0: I really enjoyed being at Oil Creek last year, so... Yeah, it was a good
1: time. I enjoyed being there after I dropped, too.
0: I mean, other than the intergalactic planetary waving arm guys, but I can get over that.
1: So, a fine day for sure. Hmm. Um,
0: yeah, so this is the other part about it, man. you got a whole d- year planned out all of a sudden now, going from like, you know what, this whole running thing's not for me, to all of a sudden like, hey, I got this thing, you know?
1: That's Ab- kind of nice. Abs
0: can- and flows, right? Strikes and gutters?
1: ups and flows, yeah. So this week's just like drinking a little more beer, eating – food that i haven't been eating lately and carb life kind of you know getting remembering what life was like back then and well and then enjoying that and, and then
0: pushing it right out of your brain and yeah, get we're back going, to work
1: going out west for for a week and i'll uh get some really fun workouts in over there and then get back to it when i get back here that's where we're at
0: Welcome. Well, I I don't really have much to add to that conversation, except you should probably go listen to it again. Some of the most uh, valuable pieces of a conversation with Mike are are right after he makes you start laughing. You get all giggly at some stupid joke, and then he drops raw truth right in behind it, and you're too busy laughing to really hear it, and he's he's testing you there. But, uh, you know, there's always something a little bit more with Mike, so go listen again. Uh, man, 1334, 70.5 miles, not too shabby, you know, and I, I can't wait to see what he does in the uh, giant slalom at Pyeongchang next year. Going to be crazy. So um, if you want to check out some of the things that we talked about, be sure to check out the show notes uh, for links to some of the topics. Uh, you can also find the links for our Strava Run Group and the Patreon page. That's com slash zero five two. So Patreon, I mentioned that. Um, thank you to all of this month's Patreon supporters. This episode was possible specifically because of their support. Like, honestly, their, their financial but also moral support. The Patreons of this show are some of the most patient, supportive, and helpful and honest people that I know. They uh, call me out and keep me on the narrow when I start to wander, and they pull me out of the ditch when I fall down. They also allow me to hire high-priced talent like uh, Jeffco. Man, that guy. Uh, seriously, though, I am considerably <laughs> considerably humbled by the generosity of this community. and um, We've had some new patrons join recently, so I'd like to give them a proper thank you, the uh, newest patrons are uh, Jen Lacey, Barbara McLeod, Laura Klein, Tim Raggetts, and Derek Bacchus. And thanks to the previously established supporters, Matt Bertrand, Chris Hobart, Ron Hirkins, TJ DiPietro, Jamie Hobbs, Eric Egan, Mike Mertzak, Michael Vallone, Jeff Green, Pete Kresok, and uh, some rando Brando, he's pretty awesome too. Uh, I am rejuvenated and reinvigorated to up the levels of this podcast thanks to them folks. So uh, what's that mean? Well, it means like any good runner, I'm setting an audacious goal. One, to challenge myself, and two, to give patrons and listeners a little bit more. I will be reworking the Patreon site, and I have set a crazy goal of raising $300 a month. This is effectively just over triple the current Patreon support. Yeah, right? Triple. But this new goal will pay for the lease on the new office space that I have that will allow for much more dedicated podcasting. I'll be able to have regular recording schedule and a dedicated space that doesn't require working around the washer and the dryer in the next room, the shower overhead, or the kids crashing through the door. Um, I'll also be able to do some like behind-the-scenes footage or recording. My gear will always be set up. Um, And of course, I'll be able to invite patrons for the uh, semi-annual office warming parties. But um, I can't do that without enhanced patron support. So, if you look forward to this podcast each week, and it inspires, educates, or entertains you regularly, consider becoming a Patreon supporter. I'll be adding all these new Patreon rewards, like a $10 level where you can get sweet, indestructible pint cups for your favorite beverages, for after races, because you know our races are all going cupless these days on the trails, um, but also other interesting things. So, check out the homepage, runninginsideoutpodcast.com, and click the Patreon banner. Please know that Any amount of support is appreciated. Thank you. And if you want to chat about this episode with other listeners or just simply share your uh, life-changing, ultra-running, 70.5-mile skiing downhill stories, um, or maybe you want to just talk about getting a coach, you know, or what it means to uh, sort of reinvent your running, you know, you can chat about all those things on our Slack channel where we talk about, All those things, and many on the jenny, and how to plot and track your training. It's all those things. It's like social media, but no media. You can also drop a line on the Facebook page or shout at me at Twitter at Run Inside Out. So if any of that sounds like a place, I'd say check out the Strava Group. um, But go to the website and uh, get yourself a Slack invite, and uh, then we'll see what happens from there. Thank you all for listening, subscribing, and telling your friends. Thanks for sharing your stories and getting out there to create more stories. Until next episode, be thankful for what you've been given, be proud of what you've achieved, and let go of what you've lost. See you out there.